Welcome back to the Retrocraftacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hello! Except this time, we're joined in the flesh. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's... I Maybe not. Uh... <laughs> Welcome, as we podcast, from bed. Yes. We're currently making love. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I would love to record a podcast in bed one day. That would be like my ideal situation i think i feel like that wouldn't be that hard to set up no could we get a studio with like a couple of day beds and we can just like i can just like just like flop uh, and just like have a mic just drop right on top of my face so i don't have yeah. to move and it's like all right we're talking about jason goes to hell today sure, uh, that'll be your, that'll <laughs> be our our goal for yeah. this podcast that's our stretch goal on patreon uh <laughs> get on there re- uh, retro crap pod on patreon we got a stretch goal if we get <laughs> But yeah, after so many episodes, we're finally back in the same room. Oh, you're back in the of, promised land. Instead of three time zones away. Yeah. It's so much easier to coordinate now. Yeah. <laughs> so much nicer. So much nicer. And we can watch um, movies together. We watched. We just finished watching the movie. It's back the way we used to do it. Good old days. Did a full year, a little over a year of yeah, episodes mean, remotely. Things have been so... Whack. Yeah. I don't even know how long it's been. <laughs> no, I mean, well, it would have been over a year, year and a half. Yeah, because I guess the last time we did it together was like October 2019. October 2019, yep. That's yeah. right. And now you're back. Back. Back where it all started. I'm back, bro. <laughs> Actually, no, this isn't even where it all started, but whatever. The listeners don't need to know about this. How are you? <laughs> hey, doing all right. Today it's finally not hot, and I love that. It is down yeah. with summer. I'm not a summer person. <laughs> you're you're down with summer. Down with summer. Oh, thumbs like, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then like you know, if I defy you, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand now. There we go. Down yeah. with the patriarchy. Down with summer. Bingo. I'm with you. Um, I like summer, but not this much summer. Mm. My God, there was too much summer. Yeah, I think are you are you of the opinion that it gets worse every year? It's a common opinion. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. So we're yeah. Because this year was by far the worst summer mm-hmm. in ever ever that we know of at least that I've that I've experienced in recorded history. Yeah, of BC at least. Uh, yeah, pretty bad, and we're just you know we're just gonna cruise our way year by year to. As they say, the inevitable death, death of the universe. Of the universe. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, so looking forward to that. Can't wait. Um, and we'll just see how many episodes we can get in before then. Oh, yeah, if we could make it to 100, that'd be cool. But also, like, 60 would be nice. <laughs> what are we at now? 54. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> um, it's all about setting attainable goals. Yeah, totally. Put the yeah. bar on the ground, step over it, you've accomplished <laughs> something. <laughs> Love it. Love um, it so much. Other than, I mean, I know you've been driving across the entire country in a car without air conditioning. Jeez, um, nightmare. Uh, did you have time to watch anything cool or fun? Um, I mean, like, nothing new, but Mackenzie and I, as we drove across the country uh, every night, would just watch another Marvel movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> and kind of, like, made our way through them. We started before we left, and then every night, watch a new one. Uh, we did skip a few. Um 
Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also didn't rewatch Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's because we've seen them the most. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, and then we like got to our destination and watched Endgame. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> Which was a lot of fun. Um, and then... Uh, like, is this like new viewings for you, or are these all rewatches? All rewatches. Okay, cool. All of them. I A lot of them I hadn't seen in a long time, though, so it's always kind of fun. I like rewatching stuff, yeah. personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, I mean, after Endgame, we were like, oh, I guess we're done. But then we were like, oh, no, wait, we're not. Let's watch Black Widow. Nice. Mm-hmm. Have you seen said movie? I have seen said movie. I don't believe we've chatted about it. I don't think so. Yet. I've only seen it recently, so. Yeah, okay, so I must have seen it then before you and then not have been able to chat about it. Probably. To you, because I went uh, for my birthday. Uh, Tanisha took me to see it. Oh, that's right. You went and saw it in theater. In the actual theater. Crazy. It still haven't crazy. been. Still haven't been. I should though. There's some good stuff out now. For a while it wasn't worth it, but there's decent stuff. Check out the Green Knight. Oh, I saw a trailer for that. If you're going to the theater, check out the Green Knight. That has been it's my favorite movie I've seen all year. Oh wow. Yeah. In terms of new stuff. Uh very, very cool. David Lowry is a fun director. Hmm. I know fun's the right word he's a very talented director (laughs) Um, and it was kind of cool to see like a a a medieval sort of fantasy surrealist movie Uh, you know it's based on an Arthurian legend yeah of course an epic poem um a friend of ours actually just released an audiobook of The Green Knight. Oh, that's right. And I'm going to pull up their um Bandcamp handle. I'm going to pull up their Bandcamp handle uh just to give them a plug cuz I can't remember what it is off the top of the he- off top of my head. Oh, asember.bandcamp.com. Uh ember is in like a flaming ember. Um yeah, they did a, an audiobook reading of The Green Knight. Go check it out. Give him some support yeah if you want to hear a silky voice oh you an arthurian legend yeah look no further <laughs> not gross nasty voices like ours he's got a voice made for narrating audiobooks which yeah. is why he does that for a living yeah, yeah. We're, we're just nerds with mics <laughs> he's a voice actor yes. so <laughs> yeah um so anyways the green knight was great but yeah black widow what did you think honestly i thought that it was just fun i mean like not like it wasn't just like oh this is such a good time but it was a very enjoyable movie where yeah. i felt like especially especially having just rewatched marvel like you know the stakes get higher and higher and higher and it's intense and i don't hate that it's just very draining and then to have this movie black widow like there are stakes things do matter but you already know that the lead is dead mm, yeah that it allows you to kind of I was a little bit worried about that. Like, I, I was worried that that would make me, that would like take me right out of the movie where I'd be like, I don't care about any of this because I know that she's going to make oh. it out of this movie and then she's going to die later. Oh, interesting. But I did still care about the quest. Yeah, because it was you know? like, it was obviously we got to learn about um, Natasha's backstory a lot and about her like family or pseudo family. Um, but then also, like, we did know that she's dead. We do know the end of her journey. But like, this background of hers that that legacy of her horrible upbringing still exists and is still being exploited and so for her to like spoiler alert free essentially all of the other widows Mm -hmm. 
was beautiful. Yeah. And then and then we get a post credit scene of her sister mourning her death at her grave. And I was like, that's very that's very touching. And I like that. Yeah. And then, you know, Jerry Seinfeld's friend shows up <laughs> again. And I'm like, Elaine, <laughs> Elaine, what are you fucking doing with these Marvel characters? What's the deal with Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> I seriously have no idea who the fuck that is or what she's doing with fake uh, Captain America. She is a character from the comics, I think, known as Madame Hydra. Oh, Madame Hydra. Oh, yeah, I believe is her character name. I don't know a ton about this character, uh, other than she is not a cool dude. Yeah, she seems like nefarious. She's down with evil. Cool. You know? Yeah. Wrong yeah. Man. So that's... Uh, and that is kind of, I guess, leading into the Hawkeye series, which is uh, going to be on Disney+, Plus. I think, later this year. Later this year already? I think so, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, Hawkeye's been through some shit. Yeah, he's seen some stuff. He got that haircut. Oh. It was a kind of a post-apocalyptic haircut. It was like I a, get it. It was like but. a dad having a midlife crisis kind of haircut. That's fair. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still cool, kids. It's like, God, fuck off. Honestly, like honestly, <laughs> I, I didn't hate it. But if I knew him, I would tell him to change it. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> you'd you'd you know you and the other boys would be out with him at the pub, and you'd be like, "Really, Clint? You're you're doing that, Clint? We need to talk." Me and the boys have been talking. <laughs> <laughs> we, we decided we're gonna shave your head, bud. <laughs> yep. Just grow it. Grow it back normally. Um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed getting to know all the new characters. I mean, Florence Pugh's character, um, was the Easily. highlight. Easily, yeah. Yeah. I think that's only the second thing I've seen her in, but the two things were so different that it's like... Was the other one Midsommar? No, I have not seen oh, Okay. I have not seen Midsommar. <laughs> no, she was in, um, uh, Little Women. Oh, okay, I haven't seen Little Women yet. In a just entirely different role, and I love being able to see, like, oh, this is only the second time I've seen you, and I'm getting so much range Based on what I've seen so far, um, I exclusively like big women, so I'm 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 st- stayed far away from that movie. Oh well, yeah. That what you gotta <laughs> stand by your your principles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I am you threw me. It took Sorry, me, took, took, me, took me a while to figure out what you were talking about there. Sorry, yeah. um, no, love it. It's good. All shapes and sizes are beautiful. Um, Thank you, but. Yeah, no, she's a tremendous actress for sure. Uh, I know I've seen her in other things other than Midsommar, but she—that movie's like not a fun time. Um, I've heard. Yeah, uh, it's great, but it's not a fun time. Oh, she was in Lady Macbeth. Yes, that's right. Okay, um, that movie's fine. And then, of course, like a, a minor—it was a, a fairly minor part of the movie, but still an incredible joy. And that was just seeing David Harbor be the Russian Captain America. Like, <laughs> yeah, David Harbor was the second highlight of that. Um, it, was, it was fun that movie, but yeah, I think the reason that movie works so well is like, yes, we know Natasha's fate already. Getting to know her backstory is interesting, but like, I'm I'm never a fan of like, in general, I'm never really a fan of prequels because it it it's hard to feel the stakes if you know what's going to happen mm. necessarily right um i think they're very hard to pull off some do it better than others 
but um i think yeah what made this one so enjoyable was that it introduced a whole bunch of new characters who you came to know and love mm-hmm. and like really care about and it's like okay well i don't know i might know what's gonna happen to natasha but i don't know what's gonna happen to alexi mm-hmm. you know i don't know what's going to happen to um what's the mother character's name i've only seen it once i don't know <laughs> uh rachel weiss <laughs> yep i don't know what's gonna happen to her ellie from the mummy um <laughs> Yes, that's where I knew her from. This from the Mummy. Oh, love it. I think her name's Ellie. Effie? Ellie. I don't know. Ellie sounds more. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen the Mummy. That's a fun rewatch. So good. Brendan Fraser is hot. He's yeah, the perfect man in that movie. Yep. Hollywood did him so dirty. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, David Harbour's great. More of him, please, in everything. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh, 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 Pugh is great. Um, <laughs> like the scene where they talk about the vest and like how many pockets it oh, has. Man, it was so cute. And like how many, how many conversations have I had with my girlfriend about how her clothes don't have any pockets on them, or <laughs> they have useless pockets, or not enough pockets, or just no pockets. And when yeah. she finds a skirt or a dress that has pockets, it's like, oh, my God, this is the highlight of her year. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I get it. Pockets are important, too. They are. They're super handy. Yeah. And With it's something as, as... Yeah, and so many, like, women's clothing, especially women's jeans, are just like, here's fake crappy pockets yeah, that or, don't do or anything. Or pockets that go in, in, like, an inch. Yeah, it's like... You can t- kind of tuck your phone into it, so... It's like, oh, you're going to the grocery store, and you need... A loony for the cart. We got a pocket for that. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's super handy. Yeah. So as people who have like pretty much exclusively shopped in the men's section our entire lives, we take pockets for granted. So we do. Yeah. I'm glad this movie is bringing up these kind of issues. Yeah, me too. Making it aware. Um, also bringing up issues of of forced sterilization by Russian. Yeah. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we knew that. Uh, already, because Natasha brings it up in in Age of Ultron. Yeah, but apparently, what happened in that scene was um, the writer, who I'm assuming was a man, had wrote the joke about, "Oh, what is it? Your time of the month?" <laughs> and then the director, who was a woman, and the actresses, who were women, were like, "We're gonna fucking make a period joke in this movie? What the?" And like, that's bullshit. And then I guess they were like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. No, let him say it. And then we're going to tear him a new asshole about it. Yes. <laughs> that's so good. Um, and so they did. And it stayed in. And it was my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> wow. That's that good. and when the helicopter fell out of the sky. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Black Widow. Good shit. Did you... Do you, you did premiere access on Disney Plus, I assume? I may or may not have paid for it. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh it is the most pirated movie of the year. That that makes sense. So yeah. I've done I've done a bunch of stuff on Premiere Access, sharing it with my siblings. Yeah. And I was like, hey siblings, do you guys care about Marvel? None of them care about Marvel. They all really? stopped. I mean, like, we all stopped caring at one point, right? Where it was like Civil War, Age of Ultron, around there, Doctor Strange, and we're all like, okay, Marvel, 
fuck off. <laughs> but then some of us decided to come back when it was Infinity War Endgame time, and we were like, when like oh, We shit. got Taika Waititi to direct a Thor movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we were like, okay, sweet, we're back on board. And then some people never came back on board, and those people are my siblings. Oh, okay. And so none of them wanted to, and I didn't want to pay full price for it. And so then suddenly, while I wasn't looking, this USB stick got the movie on it. I don't know what it did. It's crazy how that happens sometimes, isn't it? Crazy. So weird. Yeah. Anyway, I loved it. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, Anyways, I think that's kind of the only, like, important thing I've watched. Um, I started watching a show called Raised by Wolves, which is a Ridley Scott-directed sci-fi series. I've heard of that. Um, it also just randomly appeared on a USB stick for me. Oh, it's going around. Fucking Something's... strange. Yeah. I'm um, gonna blame. I'm gonna blame Skylink. That's what I'm gonna do. Good call. Yep. Yeah. No uh, further explanation. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I like it so far. I've only seen the first two episodes, but it's it's got like a really cool like retro sci-fi design. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it looks like a sci-fi paperback novel cover from the sixties. Okay, that is an aesthetic that our an aesthetic that our demographic enjoys. Yeah, so. I in particular love it. If you look at any of my bookshelves, you know I have nothing but I see the sci-fi paperbacks and from like the, 60s. the the VHS copy that you have of Guardians of the Galaxy over there. Yeah, a perfectly legal. Totally authorized copy of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, on VHS. Totally. 100%. <laughs> so good. If you have issue with it, check out VCR World on Instagram. Go after them, not me. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the movie, we got to do an ad read. Mm. We got a sponsor this week, and we yeah. got to pay our dues to the sponsor. Take it away, Aaron. Matt, do you like Kingdom Hearts? Ooh, do I? I don't know. That's what I asked you. Okay, let me ask you a new question. Do, okay. you like, do you like Final Fantasy? I fucking love Final Fantasy. Do you like Disney? You like all the classic Disney characters? Oh, gosh. I grew up on that shit. Well, what if I said you could get your jelly and your peanut butter, you could put them together, you have a delicious sandwich? I would love a sandwich that I can actually eat. I'm a celiac. Oh, yeah. Well, it's on a delicious gluten-free brioche bun. Oh, no, you dare. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An incredibly complex, convoluted, delicious brioche bun. Uh, but that's okay. Because what we are talking about this week is Shorelines and Sandcastles, a for-profit Kingdom Hearts fanzine dedicated to the relationship between Riku and Kairi. <laughs> so, if you are a Kingdom Hearts fan and you like, you know what? I really, I like shipping, I like shipping Riku and Kairi. These are my two favorite characters. Yeah. I want them to love each other forever. Absolutely. Step off, sorry. Yeah. We've got, yeah, step right off. Make room. <laughs> make way. Uh, Shorelines and Sandcastles is a for-profit Kingdom Hearts fanzine dedicated to the relationship between Riku and Kairi, featuring art, writing, and merch from over 20 contributors. Ooh. Pre-orders are open on August 13th, which if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, that's this Friday. That's Ooh. today. That's the day it comes out. Uh, details and previews can be found on Twitter at... Uh, ooh, okay. At Rikai, well, make sure I say this right. Rikai Fanzine, right? That's R I K A I Fanzine, Z I N E. Or you can DM at Spaced Out Sprout uh, <laughs> for more info. So, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, and if you're a fan of that particular ship, uh, you'll want to check this out. I've seen some of the artwork already. It's very well done, and I know there's going to be 
some other little merch items to uh, to go along with the the zine itself. Hell yeah! The fanzine community has like exploded recently. People are like, we want to print things. Yeah, which is weird and awesome. It is awesome. I love things being printed. I don't like collecting digitally. Digitally, I like having a physical thing in my hand that I can flip through and touch. So if you're the same as me and you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you definitely want to check this out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll do that one more time for you. It is Rikai Fanzine on Twitter, or you can DM Spaced Out Sprout for more info. That's August 13th. Pre-orders are available now. I really like the handle Spaced Out Sprout, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, go check that out if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan. If you're also a horror fan, oh boy, we got the thing for you. We are putting an end to our little mini-series that we've done here, the Super Spooky Summer. On Friday the 13th, what better way to celebrate uh, this little horror uh, trilogy episode that we've done here by watching... Probably the strangest Friday the 13th movie in existence, and that includes the one where he goes to space. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. Horror has many faces. Death wears many different masks. But pure evil wears only one. This is your final chance to see it. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Number nine of ten, the final one. <laughs> well, there's actually twelve. So, oh, there's twelve. Okay, because <laughs> after they did Jason X, then they did Freddy versus Jason. Oh, that's right. And then they did uh, the remake. Oh yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. This is the They haven't made the thirteenth one yet, though, because of that. I think they're too chicken. Probably, it has to be good. Yeah, or, or else, yeah. But anyways, this one. Was that? It's strange. It's very <laughs> strange. Um, let's just let's dive in here. What is your familiarity with Friday the Thirteenth? All right, so Friday the Thirteenth comes around every couple of years, and I don't I don't know what just happened. Um, <laughs> so Jason, I don't know, man. I got lost in the character too. I was like, oh, this is new. I, but I, <laughs> I want to see where this goes. It was like I jumped in a boat unexpectedly. Yeah. And I very quickly realized it was sinking. And I yeah. had the option was go down with this boat that I only just jumped in or get back on the fucking dock. So I chose the latter. Yeah. Um, so Jason Voorhees kills people with a hockey mask. Well, he wears a, he doesn't kill them with the hockey mask. Mm, good He's clarification. He's never killed people with a hockey mask. Coward. In. <laughs> I don't know. That, that needs. Yeah. Yeah, he should. That, that's got to be in the 13th one. He's gonna finally he takes kills. off the mask and then puts it on someone else's face and then just shoves him into the yeah. ground. He takes off the mask and he's Walt Disney. And he yes, puts... <laughs> he's fucking Walt Disney. Check out episode eight of the podcast. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Walt Voorhees. Walt Voorhees. Is that a little inside joke? Oh. Or our YouTube channel? 
Yes. Retro Craptacular on YouTube. Anyways, um, yeah. So, yeah, he kills people. Usually with a machete, but honestly, with kind of anything. Um, there was... He didn't use a machete at all in this one, right? No, no. Someone else uh, did. He has a machete. I don't know if he ever actually uses it. At the beginning, he has a machete. Oh, that's right. He, he clipped someone with it. He clipped someone with it, yeah. Got a little bit of gut. A little bit of gut. Not all the gut. Um... So, let me let me break it down for you. Please do. Because it gets complicated. It does. Jason Voorhees drowned when he was a little boy. Right. And, and his mother blamed the counselors because they were off fornicating as uh, opposed to uh, watching his her son swim. Right. He drowned. Which, fair. He drowned. Right? He's dead. There should be a lifeguard. Yeah. She went and murdered a bunch of the counselors. They shut down the camp. Later, they reopened the camp. She comes back, starts murdering them again in a chance to uh, in a, you know, to try and get them to shut down the camp, mm. and uh, is subsequently decapitated at the end with a machete. Um, from there, somehow Jason becomes a fully grown man and stalks we're people. Just, we're just skipping right ahead to he's alive and a full grown man, and there's no... Friday the 13th, one. He's a boy who drowned. Little yeah. boy drowned yeah. uh there is a what could potentially be a dream sequence slash hallucination at the very end where the weird zombie boy jumps out of the water and grabs uh, alice the last uh, surviving girl and pulls her under the lake but then she wakes up in hospital and she's like oh what happened to the boy and they're like we didn't find any boy ma'am it's your character from before oh that's um, who i okay thank you. <laughs> i didn't know who i was channel- cha- channeling there it's the sheriff from the end of friday of yeah oh, obviously uh, clearly um they're like man we didn't find any boy and she's like well then he's still down there and then in the next movie he's a full-grown man with a sack on his head and one eye hole oh and yeah sack face he stabs her in the head with an ice pick in the first scene and she dies um anyways so Eight movies later. <laughs> Eight movies later. And and that's kind of it. Like, he is just a big, strong dude who loves killing. He goes around and kills everybody. At one point, he got in the fourth one, uh, Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter, halfway through the series. Uh, he, or actually, I guess a third of the way through the series at this yeah, point. Yep. <laughs> um, he, he gets killed with a machete. Uh, and then by a little boy named Tommy Jarvis, and then we don't talk about five, and then uh, it, it was like a copycat killer pretending to be Jason in five, mm. and then in six he gets accidentally resurrected because uh, Tommy Jarvis is like convinced that he's gonna come back to life, so he digs up Jason's grave and starts like stabbing him with a, a metal pole as like a way of just like proving to himself that he's that Jason is finally dead, and then a lightning bolt hits the metal pole and brings jason back to life uh and in the end of that movie they have to return jason to his original resting place so they drown him in the lake uh in the seventh one a girl with telekinesis accidentally shoots her telekinetic energy into the lake and brings him back to life what can't remember hell? how he dies in that one but i think it, it does it uh somehow involve him getting sent back into the lake in eight uh he gets brought back to life by an electrical there's a lot of electricity happening okay yeah uh ends up on a boat that ends up going to new york jason takes manhattan part eight very good uh and in that one musical (laughs) uh, oh my god dude that's a brilliant idea (laughs) 
Copyright right now, Retrocraptacular Podcast. There we go. Uh, That's a verbal copyright. It's a verbal copyright. You can't. You can't either. Yeah, no. You, you, you can't fight that. Um, He gets toxic sludge dumped on him at the end and turns back into a boy? Instead of like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? No, yeah, no, no turtles. He gets turned back into a boy, but it's like a... He's got, you know, kind of a fucked up face. It's probably like toxic sludge. Yeah, I feel like... I believe the term that they use is probably not correct anymore, <clears throat> politically or otherwise, was, would be mongoloid. Oh! <laughs> uh, it was That was the term that they used for him back in the 80s. But, uh, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's appropriate to use anymore and i only used it for the purposes of information uh i do not endorse the usage of this term anyways uh and that that brings us to nine we're here now uh we got a new company new line cinema bought the rights right yep to uh jason not the not the title friday the 13th Oh. But they bought the rights to character. That's why it's Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. Right. So they bought the rights to the character, and they're like, great, we're going to do the last one. They bought the rights so that they could end it. I guess so. So do they actually just hate the series so Seems, much? I don't know. I mean, they owned Nightmare on Elm Street, and so they were like competing for a while, and now they're like, hold on, we got them both under the same roof. We could team them up, or we could just end <laughs> the Friday the 13th series right now. Seems like a bad business move to me. That sounds like that sounds like a vendetta. A little bit. Like, I'm gonna buy you and then kill you. A little bit. I mean, it didn't end up doing anything in the end. True. Um, but basically, what we got here now is, we're, yeah, we're 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 at part nine. Um, Matt, what do you think the story was? <laughs> so <laughs> part nine, <clears throat> the final Friday. So Jason Voorhees, yeah, he's a menace to society. He really is. And you're really determined to do the Jimmy Stewart thing, aren't you? You know, you, you tried it last month. It just <laughs> it just keeps coming up. I don't know what it is, man. That Jason's a menace to society. <laughs> Maybe it's something I need to unpack later. Yeah. Um, or just go with it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Your money's not here. It's in Bill's house and. And Jason's house. <laughs> Jason's house. Uh, so yeah, Jason menace society. Everyone knows it. Obviously, yeah. everyone knows about him. The the scourge of America. Um, well, New Jersey. Well, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So basically, what are you gonna do with a with a, a creepy creepy serial killer who likes to kill people when they're either alone in cabins or Having a good time. You you send in a mole. Yeah. That's what you do. And so the movie starts with a woman alone going to a cabin at night and spooky stuff's happening and the lights keep going out and she's got to replace yeah. the lights. I like this bit a lot because it, it hits every slasher horror movie trope within the first five minutes of the movie. Yep. You know, she's in the bathroom looking at herself in the mirror. Uh, she reaches down to get something from her bag. When she pops back up, you expect to see someone in the mirror. Yep. They're not there. Yep. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to be behind her. Oh, he's not. You know, she goes out to the shed to get a new light bulb. And then, like, as she's leaving the door, you know, wind blows the door shut and it scares her. And she breaks the light bulb in the shed and 
goes back in and you know puts in the new light bulb and she's about to get into the shower she gets all naked and then the lights go out again she's like oh what's going on and wraps herself in the towel and that's when jason appears yep and then he can smell nubile young woman yeah and well, uh basically <laughs> pretty much yep and then he tries to kill her and she runs away, gets out of the house after being like thrown off the balcony and smashing into a coffee table. Pretty yeah. cool. Good fall. Oh yeah. Good stunt fall. It was good. Um and then somehow runs. magically keeps the towel on her the entire time. Yes. Amazing the towel. the most impressive part. Amazing towel wrapping skills. She was prepared. Yeah. She's so been in this situation before, I think. I think so. I can barely walk from my bedroom or from the bathroom to my bedroom without my towel falling off. Yep. After a shower. So like clearly you need <laughs> to be chased by a serial killer in your child more often um speaking of speaking of highly trained um she runs through the forest uh jason follows her until she like does a jump cover roll behind some equipment all of a sudden boom there's a bunch of floodlights yeah she's been luring him into a trap she's actually a secret agent or something fbi agent with the fbi okay cool undercover and then all She's the, the bait. She was the bait, yeah. And then yeah. all the lights come on, and a whole SWAT team is there. Just a hundred guys with she machine has guns. So many fucking people, and just like blowing him away with bullets. Yeah. Rep- people, they're rappelling out of trees. Yeah, that's right. They just pop down from the trees. Everyone's shooting. And then someone turns and looks directly at the camera, which I thought was very uncomfortable. And it's just like, get down, or something yeah. like that. And then there's like really bad squibs exploding around Jason that I guess someone was. I guess they launched a mortar at him. <laughs> I it was very unclear. They called in artillery. But there's like just like flash, flash, and then Jason explodes. Yeah, the camera does kind of do like a top down like rush towards his face at some point, and it's right. kind of like I think it's supposed to be like the missiles POV kind of deal. But yeah, he. Uh, he explodes, and uh, that's the and then boom credits. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jason Which, goes to hell the final Friday, and you're like, huh? Oh, Jason's dead. That was quick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love a good tight eleven minute movie. <laughs> Crazy. They tell all, you know it's hard. The short <laughs> the short form narrative is the mm. hardest thing to do. Very true. And they manage to tell a complete story, uh, in in that. In that first 11 minutes of the film or whatever it is. But, yeah. Um, I think it's worth noting at this point also we watched the unrated version as opposed to the rated version. Right, yeah. We did get it adds three extra Three extra minutes, I believe. Minutes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Then. Basically, the, what the movie's about is the movie, the movie is about killing Jason. Yes. That's the plot. Yes, because Jason's not dead. Yeah, you think he's dead. He's his Jason, heart's still beating. Jason's really more of an idea. Yeah. Um, so right after Jason explodes, we get introduced to this character, Creighton Duke, which is just a guy in a cowboy hat and a trench coat chewing on a toothpick, standing in the forest, going, "I don't think so." Who doesn't do anything? Does nothing for the whole movie. Right. Well, I think yeah, uh, he's right. His whole thing was like he's Basil Exposition. Is what he is. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> like his... He's the guy that shows up <laughs> and tells Austin Powers exactly what Dr. Evil's up to. Yep. Um, his, his, his whole thing is that, like, nah, Jason's not dead. I know how to kill Jason. No one else does. Give me a lot of money and I'll yeah. do it. 
but also not that much money. Yeah, honestly. Like, I get it's 1993, maybe $500,000 went a lot farther back then, but, like, if you're the only person on the planet who knows how to do something, up your price a bit, dude. Yeah, there's that, but then there's also the flip side of that, where it's like, you're the only person who can stop this serial killer? Maybe just do it. Oh, there's there's definitely the moral obligation, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, in general terms, if you're the only person on the planet with this one skill who can do this one thing, it's like, you, you value yourself. Yeah, that's I'm all about I'm all about people backing themselves and knowing their own worth. Uh, and it was it was fun, I'll say, having this this figure in, like, sort of the, like, mentorship role. Who was morally amb- ambiguous? Ambiguous. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, hey man, I can tell you some information, but I'm gonna have to break your fingers. Yeah, it's all about like information costs money, and he's stuck in prison with the main character. Yeah. And it's like no money's gonna be had. So it's like, oh, you have to pay a price. The price is gonna be steep. Give me your hand. Breaks a fucking finger. And then tells him a little bit. Yeah, like here's what you wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, like what about my girlfriend? Why is she important? And like, oh, that's gonna cost more. Yeah. No. Breaks another fucking finger. I'm like, wow. He's like, oh, God damn it. I'm like, well, how do we stop him? He's like, now that is a very expensive question. <laughs> Are you willing to pay the price? And then the dude gives him his hand. He's like, yeah, fucking do it. Let's do it. We got to stop Jason because this guy is not a dick. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. At which point he relents and says, this is this, this information's on the house. On the house. Yeah. Um, but that's jumping ahead a bit. So, how we're actually introduced to Creighton Duke is he is on a TV, is being interviewed on a TV show called American Case File. That sounds about right. I think so. Um, and it's it's like a, you know, 80s, early 90s, uh, America's Most Wanted um, Yeah, it's, kinda... a, it's America's Most Wanted meets, like, really kitschy gotcha gir- journalism. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm trying to... The whole, like, red stamp. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it reminds me of the the Venus de Milo gummy episode of The Simpsons where they do uh, uh, Homer portrait of an ass grabber. I do not remember that. Oh, uh, Homer and Marge, real quick. I think the episode's called <laughs> Homer Badman. Uh, Homer and Marge go to a candy convention, and there's the rarest gummy of all is the gummy Venus de Milo. Uh, and so Homer steals the gummy Venus de Milo, and as he's driving the babysitter uh, home, I guess he left it on the seat of his car, and it gets stuck to her butt, and so he reaches to grab it, and uh-huh. she sees him drooling and reaching towards her butt, and like screams pervert, and so then, right. yeah, I'm sure there's a show that is like the direct comparison to this that we're just not old enough to know about because this came out the year after we were born. Right. <laughs> um, but it reminds me of, you remember uh, Predator 2? There's the guy in the show who's like, ah, you know, this is hardcore, and I'm here, for, you know, following the police. Is there, have a, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 that's <laughs> it's right. Like punched out by Danny Glover at one point. Yeah. Kind of reminds, it's like that kind of, it's that definitely, yeah, gotcha journalism. There's like a red, you know, three cops, dead, and like this like red stamp, dead, you know, shows up. And yeah. Like, one coroner, missing. <laughs> <laughs> are they all the victims of a, a rampant serial killer <laughs> yes yes yeah. <laughs> it was like that kind of uh so trash bad. trash tv kind of deal um and so he's being interviewed by this show and he's going like yeah jason's not dead that body that they destroyed is just a vessel 
He's going to jump from body to body until he gets back into his own body, and only I know how to stop him. And basically, the lore is he was born from a Voorhees woman, and only through a Voorhees woman can he be reborn. So we're introduced to, uh, oh, fuck, what is it, Deb Debbie? Linda? Ooh. Mm. That's not close. Gertrude. <laughs> Hold on, I'll pull it up here. Um, basically. Magdar. No. Mm. Uh, so the daughter's name is Jessica. The oh. mother's name is Diana. Diana. And then there's also, Jessica has a daughter named Stephanie. And it's like, through any of these three women, Jason could uh, be reborn by spitting a demon worm into their mouth. Yeah, so that begs the question, ultimately. Because, yeah, we find out that Jason is going from body to body, but, like, also has his own physical form, which is a little alien-looking motherfucker. Well, yeah, so he's got this, like... I kind of like the design of Jason in this uh, movie, actually, where it's like, you know, he's got the hockey mask on, but, like, the idea, I think, is that he's had it on for so long that, like, his skin had just Mm -hmm. started to, like, grow around it. It's real gross real gross and so but this is where i kind of like start to fall off on this movie a little bit is like it's not just this movie but there's been a couple of movies uh in this series that have tried to like add lore which is just a fool's errand really a little bit like because you know in the first four movies well i mean two three and four he's just a guy how he didn't drown in the lake is never explained maybe he never did drown maybe he you know uh got washed away there's no riptides in a lake i don't know (laughs) um you know maybe he swam to the wrong shore got lost and was living in the woods for 20 years or whatever 10 years or maybe Living off of falling star lands in the lake, actually has an alien slug in it. Alien slug needs a terrestrial body to survive. Finds a dead boy. This is a better movie. You just wrote a better movie. Good job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that would be fine. Um, I think like the idea of like at a certain point in in these slasher movies, they did the same in the Halloween series. At a certain point in these slasher movies, they they come up with the idea that these these killers are the incarnation of evil. They're right. like the, the the they're evil personified. You know, Michael Myers is an unstoppable killing machine. He's nothing but pure evil. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that actually no, just a druid cult put a curse on him. All right. Yeah. Weird. Um, the nineties were a bad time for horror. So, except Scream, but. So this one, I guess they're saying, like, Jason is a demon? Or alien? I don't know. Or alien. Some kind of slug with arms? But but it seems mystical. Like, there's a mysticality to it, right? Like oh, he, that's right. I mean, he does look very much like an alien. You know, yeah. he's a, it's a little slug thing with arms and teeth. And the first time, the first time that a character goes to the old Voorhees home, there is a very creepy book. That like the leather on the front is cracked, but it's cracked in the face of like a kind of sh- face that's screaming, and there's like a bunch of crazy symbols in there. It looks like some kind of demon worshiping book that may or may yeah. not be made of human skin. 
that's never addressed. Yeah, it did have like a lot of like Necronomicon ex yeah. mortis kind For of sure. like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, is there gonna be like an Evil Dead crossover with Jason? That's kind of the vibe that the book gave, and then yeah, and then, they did again. do that in the comics. Oh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash was a <laughs> was a comic book that they did. Nice. Um. Yeah, no, that's never addressed, and I guess it's like meant to be like maybe Jason's father was into weird voodoo demon worship witchcraft stuff. Who knows? Any sort of ambiguous evil black magic? That's I don't know. Because um, his mom was literally just a normal woman whose kid died and she snapped and went and murdered people. And so th- this is... I-, I hate when they try to do this later on in a series where they're like, Actually, this is the lore. Like, it's not... He's been a slug the whole time! It's not playing within the rules, right? It's picking up the soccer ball and running it into the goal. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then wow, being a like, really good analogy. And, and like then that. being like, oh, this is rugby. <laughs> now. <laughs> you know? It's, wow. It, that's kind of what it is, though. It, it's, it's like we were doing one thing. And yep. then you just decided you didn't want to do that thing anymore. And so you just changed the rules to work in yeah. your favor. And also didn't tell anyone what the rules are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did a very poor job of it, at least. It, while you were picking up the ball and running towards the the goal. You're like, oh, here's the new rule book by. Oh, this is a receipt for almonds. <laughs> like, You can tackle me, but you have to do it below the waist. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's like, uh. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, it's lazy in a way, and also like working too hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is doing unnecessary work in the laziest way possible. Yeah, because like basically what happens is like the coroner eats Jason's heart. Becomes possessed with his soul, I suppose, and then goes around. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because like, um, yeah. So the coroner just cutting him up and stuff, and then taking a look at the heart, which is at least twice the size of a normal man's. Yeah. So like, he's the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, I think the Grinch might be three times actually. Yeah, his heart Grinch grew two a sizes. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jason wishes he was the Grinch. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no days. Um, uh, yeah, and then the the heart starts beating and the coroner looks at it in this close-up that's like uh, just a just just the most face acting yeah he's <laughs> like, like oh what Ooh, huh? what? And he like, what? has this like hand by his face like what what is that the heart beating and then his eyes kind of narrow and he gets this really weird look on his face and then he goes to town on the thing oh just chows down some of the best and by best i mean worst um <laughs> fake eating i've ever seen oh, in a movie man. it's so it's like so you bad couldn't, you couldn't have made an edible heart for the guy yeah just make a big just old, chow down on make a big old burger yeah or something yeah yeah big old ball of beef big old ball of beef you can eat beef yeah gross you can eat, but you just beef eat, raw yeah but but maybe don't, don't cake make a cake heart yeah could have made a cake heart you can make cake look like meat like which is weird anything you make cake look like anything it's instead insane. it was just a thing of weird rubber yeah, surprise in this podcast was a cake the whole time oh we didn't see that coming <laughs> did you thanks uh, for coming folks <laughs> yeah patreon.com uh, <laughs> uh 
so yeah, so just like eats the heart and gets possessed by Jason's well, yeah, soul. Yeah, these little lights come out of the parts of Jason's body and yeah. enter him while he's like holding his coat open and making Godzilla noises. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. It's real weird. And so then for this entire movie, Jason, quote unquote, isn't in the movie in the sense that we know him and love him best. You know, a big, gigantic brick wall of a man. With Just a, a big sack of meat with a hockey mask on it. Beefy boy. He's a beefy boy. He's a big beefy boy. He's beefy. Yeah. Nice. He's eating the ball of beef for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, speaking of beef. Did you like the scene with the the hockey mask burgers? Oh, yeah, the diner in uh, Voorhees' hometown making Jason burgers by removing like the eyes and the and the like space in the mouth for the hockey mask. Yeah, and they have the two for one burger sale, but then the the meat that they've removed from the burger to make that face is able to make another patty. Yeah. Um, it's fucking genius. It's, I gotta say, it's so good. <laughs> that's 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 marketing brilliance right there yeah. from old chain smoking Madge or whoever was running that. Yeah, the, she she's name. a real businesswoman. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> Respect. Talking about stretching profits, right? Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. That was good. Um, Bad taste, and also like, why would you want to so pay good. for a burger that has like holes taken out of yeah, it? Yeah, no. Yeah. Right. Very uh, bad taste, but whatever. It was funny. It was really funny. She's great. I love the scene where she's, you know, trying to stop them from getting into the back to get the baby. She's like holding them a gunpoint. She's like, nobody's going to touch that fucking ray of sunshine. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's a good character. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, um, yeah, the whole movie is like we've got those three Voorhees women who like are secretly Voorhees women. Yeah. Um, the the mom was his sister. Right. Like, that's we don't talk about that. Nope. Nope, sweep that's that under a, the rug. That's just a thing. Um, and then, so yeah, those are the three main characters are like her, her daughter, and then uh, her daughter's former lover, ex-husband, boyfriend. It seems like they, it seems like they were boyfriend and girlfriend and broke up, but she got pregnant and didn't tell anyone and left. Yeah, town. she left town and then started dating the guy from American Case File. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Yes. <laughs> That'll come back later. Indeed. So, um, yeah, basically, Jason's trying to get reborn through one of these women. So, uh, he, you know, there's a scene where he kills some campers that go to Camp Crystal Lake to go skinny dipping and have premarital sex because now they can do that and not be worried about being slaughtered. Of course. Which has my favorite kill in the entire movie. I think it's also the most gruesome kill in the entire movie where the couple's having sex in the tent and she's on top and she's riding him. She's having a great old time. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden this road sign post comes through the tent, stabs through her right through the chest and then rips her in half upwards. It's pretty nasty through the shoulder, through the collarbone. Jesus (laughs) splits her in half like a, like a V there's yep. a human V. Nasty. Super nasty. I think my favorite thing is that like that that kill is so gruesome that they don't even bother showing a kill for the guy. Yeah. We just move right on. Jason's walking away and we're like, I guess he's dead. <laughs> I guess he's dead. I would have liked to have seen him kill the guy because it did feel a little sexist to just kill the woman and then not show 
there the were, man also yeah, be murdered? There were two two females and one male at that camp. Both the females that he saw die. Yeah. So Honestly, not I, I was expecting for her to just be like, like dead and screaming with the pole, and then, and then for Jason to just push her over, push her over <laughs> on top of him, just pin them together. That would have been good. Together he kind of does that a bit later when one of the waitresses stabs Jason with some rebar, and he just grabs her and brings her in for a hug. Oh yeah, it was so tragic. Stabs her. That was too bad. I actually really liked that character. Yeah, she was just like a really nice person. Yeah, just like a solid good person. Just a good friend, friend of the family. Is like trying to, like, well, I'm getting ahead of myself now. Yeah. So, can we talk about the homoerotic shaving scene real quick? I'd love to. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So. So. Well, for, first of all, there's a cop. There's a cop got a big old cop mustache, as yeah. co- as many cops do. Um, I don't actually know in real life if many cops do. I've, I've seen never a, seen a cop with a mustache. Same, I don't think. Never. <laughs> I've I have witnessed like an entire SWAT team and the men on that SWAT team all clean shaven. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's a small town thing. Um, but anyway, sheriffs are allowed to have mustaches. Cops are not. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. So we see Sheriff Mustache, and it's really funny because like his wife is coming to pick him up, and it's just like really horny. Yeah. And but they're, they're like a middle aged couple. They're like they're in just, their fifties. Yeah, for sure. And they're just really excited to get home. I think. Yeah, they they just, really want to like, fuck. They really want to fuck. And I'm like that's awesome. Yeah. You go like stay horny. Stay horny. Fuck each other. Love yeah. each other. It's great. Um, of course she's getting back in the car and the camera like comes up on her really quick and then the car door closes on her neck. Yeah. Uh. That was gruesome. And then we see him. He's strapped down to a table naked. Yeah. Which is immediately like, wow, that's some serious bondage right yeah. there. That's and While the coroner, who is Jason, is sharpening a straight razor on some uh, on like a piece of leather. I think it used leather to yep. sharpen? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And then he like holds the razor to the cop's throat. And then, like, pulls away. And then I think I said out loud, please get some shaving cream. And then he does! Yeah. Yeah. So, he puts the shaving cream on and shaves off his mustache so yeah, that he like can... shaves his neck first and yeah. then takes off the walrus stash. Yeah. So that he can open mouth, kiss him, and... Tongue him in the mouth, yeah. ...transfer the alien demon slug into his body. Because I guess these temporary bodies will start to decay and stuff. He can't stay in them forever kind of thing. Yeah, they can't they can't handle the Jason. Yeah. Um now I there's a great <laughs> documentary uh called Crystal Lake Memories. It's almost seven hours long. Ooh. And it covers every single film in the Friday the thirteenth. It's called The Complete History of Friday the Thirteenth, and it is the complete history of Friday the thirteenth. Wow. I have seen it more than once. Oh, um boy. there's a great interview with uh Adam Marcus, who's the director of this, and I who I believe is a a gay man i can't confirm okay 100 percent, but i believe i've read that somewhere on like a article about the movie or anyways but he he said like the reason that he put the homoerotic shaving scene in the movie is because he knew that everyone would be talking about and writing about the homoerotic shaving scene oh <laughs> so it was like a marketing move he was just like this is just a talking piece oh, okay <laughs> Here um, we are talking about it. So. Yeah, and he was also talking about how like he wanted just as many naked dudes in the movie as there were naked women. He wanted to like level the playing field. He's like, these movies are pretty sexist. There's, you know, 
lots of violence committed. I mean, there's lots of violence committed against everyone in these movies, but, oh, you know, yeah. the, they seem to focus on violence against women, as we were just talking about. You don't see the man die. Yeah, we do see his butt, though. You do see his butt quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girls, you see them naked, but, like, very briefly when they were going skinny dipping. They kind of... Yeah. They come, they take off their clothes, and then they cover up with dry clothes. And he's yeah. just like, I'm just going to get naked. And you just see his butt a lot. Yeah. Um pretty firm and so he was like yeah i want to level the playing field i want to have just as many naked dudes in these movies in this movie as there are naked women because for the most part these movies are kind of sexist when it comes to that sort of thing and it's like why not throw a little something in there for the ladies or people who enjoy seeing naked men so yeah that's that's that um but i just i just really like the idea that like Jason is evil. He's a killing machine. All he wants to do is kill people. He doesn't care if they're men or women or anything else or babies. He'll kill a baby. He He'll kill a, a baby. Yeah, yeah. Give a fuck. He's fucking crazy like that. Yeah. He will, however, not kiss you if you have a mustache. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where he draws the line. You got a mustache? You ain't getting a kiss. Yeah. So he's got to shave that thing off before he tongues him in the mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is... It's like a weird place to draw a line, Jason. Yeah. We all we all have our things. I guess so. Right? Yeah. You know? For some of us, it's mustaches. I guess, yeah. Jason's <laughs> not a mustache guy. That's fine. That's fine. Yep. Doesn't have to be a mustache guy. Oh, uh, yeah. So then in, in cop form, he um, shows up at the mom's house. Yeah. And starts trying to tongue her in the mouth. And, um, uh, she shoots him in the head. Yep. And yeah, she sees his reflection and his reflection is just Jason. Yeah. Which sure. And she's like, Oh dang. And reaches into her desk drawer and pulls out a revolver. Cause she just has that. She's a Voorhees, I guess. I don't know. It's America. Oh, it's the, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. blows him, blows him away and then starts to walk away and <laughs> grabs yeah. her leg. Gets back Super up. Not dead. It's Jason. Climbs on top of her and opens his mouth and something, this long, gross, alien, demon-looking tongue starts coming out. And she's, like, fighting and screaming, trying to not let it into her mouth. And at that point, a football jacket shows up. I also forget his name. (laughs) Yeah. um, Old Letterman jacket boy who, I'm assuming, has graduated high school. What is his name? Where is it? I got the cast list here. Hold on. Give me a second. Uh, Steven. Steven. John D. LeMay. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Steven shows up, tackles Jason. Uh, you know, they get in a bit of a fight. He ends up killing, uh, Jason ends up killing the mom, uh, Diane. Yeah. He reaches over to, like, the knife block and then takes out the sharpener. <laughs> yeah. But then just throws it and it hits her, like, right in the spine. Yeah. So she's dead. Uh, and then J- uh, Steven stabs Jason through the spine with a fire poker. Yeah. And and throws him out a window. And, you know, as she's dying, she's like, you got to save Jessica. Save Jessica. You got to save Jessica. And he's like, I saved Jessica. Okay, what? And then. Uh, excuse me, what? And then the uh, sheriff's deputy shows up, who's his friend. Yeah, it seems like they might have like known each other from school or something. I don't yeah. Know. Um, and he's like, dude, you can't think that I killed her. Like, no, like. It was, you know, it was this other cop guy. I threw him out the window and he looks gone. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, he arrests him and 
And he's like, look, I'm going to get you out of this. Like, I, I believe you that you didn't kill uh, Diane, but like, I'm going to get you out of this. But like, I got to lock you up in jail because it's the law. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, fine. So he's in the holding cell and that's when he meets Creighton Duke. And Creighton Duke breaks his fingers and explains. Yeah, because he's in the next cell because he approached Diane. Because he knows she's a Voorhees. Yeah, there was like an opening scene where he's like... But also Diane's like dating the sheriff or yeah. something. And so, yeah, he gets thrown in jail. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, he explains, you know, he's like, I need your help or whatever. And she's like, I don't want anything to do with you. And he's like, we, you know, he's coming for you. He's coming for your daughter. Yep. Kind of thing. Um, so he gets thrown in jail. So he explains the severity of the situation to him. And they uh, set up a... A little ruse to lure uh, Deputy Good Boy back into uh, the cell block so that he's, you know, he's like, oh, he broke my fucking fingers, man. Look at this. And like when he goes into look, he like grabs him and bashes his head against the the bars and takes his gun and yeah. unlocks him and, uh, you know, goes out to find Jessica, who is at the old Voorhees house. Uh, he goes to the old Voorhees house. He goes house to the to old find to find him and then like has to hide when he hears someone and yeah it's the reporter from american crime files yeah and then that that dude gets a phone call like from his producer or something and starts talking about how yeah he's in the old Voorhees home now it's gonna be great we get the film crew down here um by the way totally stole diane's body from the morgue and i hid it here in the house yeah Exactly what he says is, I went to the morgue, I stole Diane's body, I hid it in the house, and then I went home and fucked her daughter. Oh, that's right, yeah. That's that is how he puts it. Yeah. So he's he's a fucked up slam ball. Yeah, he's a real bad guy. Um and you know, uh Steven is in the house and he finds Diane's body in the cellar. Um and uh was the sheriff show up and Oh, yeah. So we find out this guy's a slime ball. We don't have to deal with him for very long because then yeah. Voorhees shows up in the uh, the uh, the body of the sheriff. In the sheriff and, and, then, and then transfers himself him in the to, the, to the American case file guy. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have a mustache, so there was no... No, yeah, no, is- no issues there. Yeah, it's just it's a real simple, uh, a real simple transaction there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so then he ends up going back to the... Uh, uh, he gets Jessica, uh, or Jessica shows up at the house, and Je- S- and Stephen. Yeah, she she goes to whatever home she's staying at, which yeah. I'm assuming was like her mom's place and not the ancestral Voorhees home. Um, and then, yeah, he like shuts. I think I think we have a kind of a a switch scene where she's like gonna shower, and then the lights go off. Right, right, right. So then she like puts on a shirt. And a pair of underwear, and goes to like find a flashlight, and then he's there, but he's Jason, and he starts trying to tongue her in the mouth. Yeah, and then that's when football boy shows up. Yeah, Stephen. Yeah, American football hero shows up, and uh, you know, gets her out of there. Gets her in the car, hits uh American case file Jason with his car, and then runs him. You know. Up, up over the roof, over the hood, over the roof of the car, back down the other side, reverses, runs him over, and then drives out of there. Yep. And she's like, oh, my God, you killed my boyfriend. And he's like, no, I didn't. That was Jason. 
let me explain. It's Jason, and he's in his body, and he's going to come for your body, and he's going to come for your baby, and we got to stop it. <laughs> we got to get all, we got to go get Creighton Duke out of the jail, and, and we're going to do the, do the ritual. You got to stab him in the heart or something. I don't know. Yep. So he lays it all out on the line, and she gives a very reasonable and realistic reaction, which is she punches him in the balls yeah. and throws him out of the car and drives away with it. Yeah. And That's so, fair. Yeah, so, you know, she's at the cop uh, cop station, and and he's, you know, explaining what's going on, and uh, the other cop, uh, his cop buddy shows up, and they have a little fight scene, which is great. Yeah, where, that's, a you cute, know, that's a cute scene. He, he punches the cop. He's like, oh, my God, dude, I'm sorry, are you okay? And then, you know, he punches him back and... Like, throws him over the hood of the car. It's like, ah, you all right? And then he grabs him and, like, throws him to the ground. Yeah, and, and they're, like, grabbing each other, punching each other, and he's like, the cop's like, you're coming with me. <laughs> he's like, why? He's like, because I got a gun. And Steven's like, well, screw that. I got a gun. <laughs> and then just immediately point <laughs> yeah. the guns at each other. <laughs> uh, it's a really funny scene. Yeah. And then until eventually he finds out that Jessica's back at the uh, at the cop shop. And he's like, wait, Jessica's at the at the station? Cuff me. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, so they he, he gets brought back in just in time. Uh, for uh, you know, Jason crime file to show up, and uh, does the little does the little maneuver where he hops over his handcuffs to bring his hands out front. Oh yeah, grabs the gun out of his buddy's holster and knocks him unconscious. Seems unnecessary yeah. at this point. I feel like his buddy could have helped him. Yeah, and but... just shoots Jason a whole bunch once in the head, and Jason looks dead-ish. Uh, you know, and then he grabs Jessica and they run away. And, uh, and, you know, this is another great part that I love is, uh, you know, his buddy, deputy good boy is lying on the, on the ground and a couple other cops run in and one of them is like, we got an officer down, reaches down, feels his wrist for a pulse. He's like, he's breathing. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, they get their heads bashed together by Jason and it immediately lacerates their entire face. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, I was just like slight interaction with jason Voorhees, all of the bones in the flesh are rent like yeah all right sure. yeah yeah um and it also does not look like a fresh wound it looks like it's yeah a little, it's, anyways yeah it's not great not not, not great. great not great uh i think the idea is supposed to be is like supernaturally strong mm-hmm. but anyways uh yeah so, so crate yeah. duke breaks out of jail Jason follows them back to the diner where there's a big old massacre because the the baby, her baby's left at the diner. Yeah, because the diner was where her mom worked and she's a lot of friends there. Yeah. And that's where the one friend, the one I really didn't want to die is there because she was the one like trying to scrub Diane's blood out of the, out carpet, of the carpet before, before Jessica her, got home. Yeah. And she, oh, so, and she was just a nice person. And then yeah. she eats it. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, they go back there to get the baby and then. It's a big kerfuffle. Jason ends up massacring everyone there, yep. um, including deep frying a guy's face and then throwing him on the flat top. Yep, which is a pretty awesome and nasty kill. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so then from there, uh, Creighton Duke actually grabs the baby and leaves a note. It's like, "I've got the baby. Come to the Voorhees house alone," kind of thing. Um, signed the Duke. The Duke. Uh, and so she arrives, and he's like, "Good, you're alone. You're the only person who 
Jason's body, Jason couldn't have jumped into at this point. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, a couple of cops show up, Deputy Good Boy, and well, first Creighton Duke falls through the floor. I guess it was like some bad floorboards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that does happen. He ends up on the floor in the basement. He, like, falls on some rebar that's sticking yeah. out of the basement floor, so his leg is buggered. Goes through his leg. Um, and then, yeah, like, the sheriff person who is dating Diane comes in. But yeah. Also Officer Good Boy. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And Duke's like, kill both of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, kill them both. And uh, it turns out Officer Good Boy is now Jason. And he's trying to tongue Jessica in the mouth, and then he eventually... She first goes for the baby. Well, first he goes for the baby, he that's true. He tries to tongue the baby in the mouth. Yeah, and then she grabs him. Well, okay, so we, we skipped a little important part. Creighton Duke's there, he's got the baby, and he's holding a knife. Oh, that's right. He's holding a knife to the baby, and you're like, come on, dude, don't hold the knife to yeah, the baby, that's gross. And then he's like, uh, he's like, you know, only a Voorhees woman or only a Voorhees can can kill Jason. And he throws her the knife, and she catches it, and it magically turns into some kind of weird, some like medieval ritual looking knife. ritual dagger. Which again, why? Yeah, was not explained, not at all. Could it have been any dagger? Did it have to be that special dagger that he had for some reason? No idea. Yeah. So you know what they should have done? They should have in that book. Steven is slipping through, had a picture of that knife in it. Yeah. At least. Maybe there was and I missed it. Or, but. or better idea, don't make this movie. Oh, yeah, you know, of, of all the advice that we could give, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, that's the winner. <laughs> you know, that's when uh, uh, American football hero comes back in with the machete that he saw on the wall of the kitchen because every good kitchen needs a giant machete. Yep, for when you got to make a lot of salad. Yeah, real fast. Just a jungle's worth of salad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gotta that lettuce. (laughs) I'd like an old growth Caesar salad, please. (laughs) Um, Just, he runs in and he hacks off the dude's head, kind of, like half hacks him, like turns him into nearly headless neck kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the demon worm crawls out of the neck and he's like looking for a body. And then he ends up in the basement with Diane's body. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, Steven is like, like, wait, he needs a, he needs a Voorhees body to be reborn. Does it have to be alive? And Duke's like, nope. (laughs) And then... Fully reborn Jason Voorhees yeah. jumps out of the floorboards. And we get a great shot of his knees. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> and then a close-up of his face. But it's like you could have done an amazing hero shot where he just like jumps out of the jumps out of the floorboards and lands, and you got this like awesome low angle shot of him as he stands up and he's got the machete and he's back. And yeah, but yeah. Nah. Um, I don't really want to talk about how he I'm cool to blow right past it. Yeah, I know that the actress who plays Diane was not informed about it and was not cool with it, and wow. I believe it may have even been like a pickup reshoot kind of deal. Wow, that they did. Um, Jeez, yeah, not great. No. Um. But anyways, so like, long story short, there's a fight scene, and 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 she, Jessica, stabs Jason in the heart with the magical dagger, and uh bunch of rock tree branch hands whatever come up out of the ground and yeah well first there's like a beam of light that comes from the heavens 
yeah. and like little little fragments of light come flying out of him, just yeah. like the ones that flew into the corner. Yeah, yeah the orange lights are flying out. Um, and then she like goes and like kicks the dagger in further, and then like a big light comes out. Yeah, yeah. and then the big rock golem hands come from the earth to grab him. Um, but then like Steven's too close and some of the hands grab him too. And he starts getting dragged down with Jason. Um, and she's there seeing it happen, literally debating whether or not she's going to save Steven. Yeah. She it takes her a long time, a good several seconds of him screaming for help being dragged down to presumably hell. Yeah. Um, and she's like, Hmm. 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 Do I, do, I, do I really want Steven back in my life? Do I want more Steven in my life right now? I could take down Steven. Yeah, this is a good out. Yeah. If she doesn't want any Steven in her life, this is her moment. Yeah, for real. He's going to get pulled into hell. And she can be like, that was tragic. There's nothing anyone could have done. Nothing anyone at all could have done. Yeah. Well, then she grabs him. He and grabs him and saves him. him. And then they walk off literally into the sunset. And the last shot you see is Jason's hockey mask in the dirt. Oh, yeah. By the way, during this fight scene, I kept asking, where's the baby? And then they're walking off in the sunset. And I'm like, where's the baby? I don't have the baby. Did Creighton Duke take the baby? Was he holding the baby? No. Uh The baby. The last time I remember seeing the baby is when it was on the desk. And... uh, Officer Good caught Officer trying Good. to tongue it in the mouth. Yeah, it was trying it was had the tongue coming out, he was trying to possess the, the baby. And then how would that have worked? Would it have been like a little mini Jason? I mean Jason went into uh someone else's body and then came out with his own body. So I'm assuming even if he got into a baby that he would just suddenly become Jason again. I guess so. Oh, yeah, that's too bad. Although I, if there was a mini me Jason Mini Me Jason would I, have been great. That would have been pretty interesting, yeah. at least. Um but I'm very glad that a baby didn't get tongued in the mouth. So two two you could have two Jasons like a Doctor Evil Mini Me situation. That would have been fun. They could have done a dance. Anyways uh <laughs> that would have been better. That would have been yeah. better. Yeah. Yep. And so... Anyways, the final shot. Right. Jason's hockey mask sitting in the dirt, and then the gloved hand of Freddy Krueger uh, comes up and grabs it and pulls it into the dirt, into hell. Which, like, if they did buy the rights to Jason Voorhees only to make a final movie to get rid of him forever and then had their pre-existing property grab his mask and pull it underground laughing that's kind of a big fuck you isn't it it is a big fuck you i mean i think the idea there was like let's do freddy versus jason okay i think that idea had kind of been thrown around for a while okay but you know they were owned by different companies and so they couldn't couldn't do that because they were the two biggest horror franchises of the 80s right were were uh friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street so I think that I, that was the the big idea, the main idea. Of course, it didn't happen for another decade. So, um, I re- I did read a book called uh, Slash of the Titans, which oh, you've told me about this. Yeah. Is is just transcriptions of interviews, uh, with all the different screenwriters who wrote treatments or drafts for Freddy versus Jason movies, and there was a lot of them. Oh goodness, there's so many of them. There's one, the best one, I think, uh, 
that I, I can remember is there was a, a cult of Freddy worshippers called Fredheads. <laughs> and uh, they wanted to possess uh, Jason and use him to commit murders uh, to make people think that Freddy was back, which is kind of what happens in the, in Freddy versus Jason is hmm. uh, Freddy. The, the kids on Elm street don't know who Freddy is. They're not afraid of him anymore. He needs fear in order to have his power. Right. Um, and so they, uh, yeah, they use, he kind of jumps into Jason's dreams and tricks him into, into going to Elm Street and killing for him in order to. Hmm. Uh, well, it's not really Freddy versus Jason. That's. Well, they fight later. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, because they realize that the only person that can kill Freddy is Jason. Mm. And so they pull Freddy into the real world and then they got a big old slash up at the end. Nice. Yeah. It's good. Uh, we should definitely talk about that movie at some point on the podcast. Yeah, I'm down. Sweet. Yeah. Um, that's the movie. Yeah, that's 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 the final Friday. Yeah. Now, they didn't do anything with this series until like 2001, which is when this was 93, right? And then 2001 is when Jason X came out, right? And Jason X starts with Jason's like in captivity with the government, yep, and then gets frozen. Yep, they like have tried every way possible. Of killing him, and he won't die, so they cryogenically freeze him until they can find a way in the future. Yeah. So just like they this killed him in the last one. Last movie didn't happen, I guess. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because who who fucking cares at that point, right? I, yeah. Like no one. Clearly I guess. not the people making the movie. No, no, they're just like Jason space. That'd be good. Yeah, let's do it. Let's die. Let's die. So, anyways, yeah, that's uh. That's Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. What what were your thoughts on that movie? I mean, it's a it's it was a little bit tricky because it's been so long now that we've been able to actually watch our monthly movies together that it was like kind of enjoyable just to watch a movie together. Yeah. And that's coloring my opinion of the movie, which otherwise I think was just awful probably. Yeah, no, I there think there were still you're... parts that were good. There were parts that were good. Well, yeah. I do like the opening scene. That's true. I think that's the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of all downhill from there. I don't know if anything it? after that I really enjoy. I mean, the homoerotic shaving scene is great in like a kind of. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, pretty wild. The fact I love it in a movie when you're like, yes, do this thing, yes, do this thing, and then they do that thing. That was the shaving cream for me. Mm-hmm. That was pretty. That was pretty great. Um, but. We weren't laughing at how bad it was, per se. Not all the time. No. And it obviously, I think we can obviously say that this was not a good movie. It was not a good movie. And I don't even think it's a good Friday the 13th movie. And I think most fans would probably consider this to be one of the worst Friday the 13th movies, if not the worst. I think five would probably take a big hit on that as well that's the one with the the copycat killer right right so yeah i think like i have to absolutely say this is one big pile of shit that is one big pile of shit yeah honestly i would rather watch jason x than watch this one again and i'm pretty sure we gave that one one big pile of shit so yeah 
I would I would watch Jason X before I watch this again. Cool. Um, do you want to guess what it got on Rotten Tomatoes? I think we kind of did this backwards, but I right, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I I mean like I don't think it's well reviewed. Go with that instinct. That's yeah, a good instinct. It's like <laughs> I feel like it's probably I'm gonna guess pretty low. I'm gonna say like twenty four. Oh no, you're giving it way too much credit. Whoa, is it like twelve? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's bad. Yeah, that is very bad. So not not excellent. Um, yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's that's Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Yeah, and that's our our summer spooktacular. Yeah, soup. That would have been a better title. What did, was it actually called? The Super Spooky Summer. Oh. <laughs> the Spooktacular. Is it too late to rebrand? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that's what it was called for some reason. Retro Spooktacular. That would have been, yeah. There's Fuck. Some... It doesn't have summer in there. Summer Spooktacular. Yeah, I yeah. guess. God damn it. <laughs> well, all right. What a way to go. If you like the show, uh, <laughs> first of all, I uh, just want to give a big shout out also uh, to my partner, Tanisha, who did the artwork for this yeah. uh, whole series. And, and this one has us a uh, little, little doodle of, of me as Freddy Krueger, which has nothing to do with Jason. But there's kind of no way to make one of us look like Jason without. Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I was yeah. like, no, it's like, like Freddy's hand is in this. I want to be Freddy Krueger. And then. She drew it drew us in the style of Rick and Morty, so you're just kind of Morty standing there. All right, cool. but yeah, um, yeah. So big shout out to her. Uh, I'll link her Instagram in the in the description of the show if you want to check it out, as well as a link to the uh, Kingdom Hearts fanzine if you want to mm. check that out. Uh, we release podcasts every month. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes, give us a five star review, or, or no, just a five star review. You can write so whatever. Yeah, you can write whatever you want in the comments, but just give us. Make sure you give us a five star review. Yeah, uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at RetroCrap Pod. We're on YouTube, uh, the RetroCrap Tacular. We got a Gmail address, uh, RetroCrapPod at gmail.com If you want to email into the show, uh, let us know what you think of the show. If you have a question, you want to get our opinion on something, you want to recommend a movie. Hit us up there. Yeah, what's your favorite and least favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie? That's a good one. Leave it in the comments. Smash that like button. Um, <laughs> Smash it. <laughs> make sure you hit the bell so you never miss a video. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Classic. Uh, yeah, well, I already said we have YouTube. I was doing the YouTube joke. Uh, we have a Patreon where we have Ooh. movie commentaries, bonus episodes, that sort of thing. It's like super duper cheap. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you feel like you want to support the show in that way, do that. You can get some fun stuff. Um, we're working on doing more things for that um basically i don't know just kind of like now that our our flesh is intertwined we have uh more more options available to us for recording so so glad that finally happened can't believe we waited this long <sighs> yeah it's been a long time coming mm-hmm. hey oh <laughs> uh <laughs> and i think that's it uh <laughs> Oh, uh, boy. Thanks, listeners, for putting up with that. <laughs> so long. If you've been with us for 54 episodes, 
bless you. Um, yeah, I think that's the show. I did all the things, right? Is that all the yeah, things? Yeah, all yeah. Of, all of the things have been done at this point. Yeah, we uh, we'll be back Ooh. obviously next month with another movie. Should we tell the people what we're doing? Oh, let's yeah, let's drop a little tease. If you want to watch the movie, if you can track down this movie, uh, we unabashedly love Patrick Swayze on this podcast. We are yeah. we are Swayze heads to the core. Um, and so we're going to watch a Patrick Swayze post-apocalyptic samurai movie oh boy. called Steel Dawn. Oh, no. And I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so be, much fun. It's going to be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so see if you can uh, track that one down. Uh, I I have it on VHS. I found it at a thrift store. Love it. So hit up your local thrift store, pawn shop, op shop, junk shop, whatever, whatever you got. Is that a thing? A junk shop? I think so. Oh. Yeah. It's like not quite an antique store, not quite a thrift store. It's like, I just have a lot of shit, please buy it. Yeah, it's like a hoarder finally came to their realization that they were a hoarder and they're like, I need to turn a profit. I gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, hit up those things so you can find a VHS copy. I'm sure it's like on YouTube or something, probably. Yeah, probably. And like if it, you know, mysteriously appears on your on your USB drive somehow, no like, one's gonna say anything. Yeah, that's just no one cares about the copyright for this movie. That happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing next month. Thank you so much for listening to our show. And if you followed us, you know, if you follow the show in general, thank you very much. If you just follow on the Soupy Spooky Summer miniseries, thank you very much. We would love to do more of these kind of like themed mini themed miniseries kind of things i think i mean i i missed it for the artwork so yeah <laughs> yeah totally so uh if you have like another theme in mind maybe hit us up on the email retrocrappod at gmail.com uh and until next time keep watching crap.